Hi, this is Jeff Cober, and we welcome you to another Disney at Play podcast. Today was another big day at Walt Disney World as uh, it was one of the opening days and the first opportunity that I've had the privilege of going to Disney's Animal Kingdom. That combined with my experience at Magic Kingdom, and mind you, if you haven't listened to my previous podcast, I, I share with you my impressions and experiences of the overall uh, opportunity of being at the Magic Kingdom on the day of opening. Today, I've taken my experience at Disney's Animal Kingdom and combined it with my experience at Magic Kingdom to look at over 65 ways that Disney parks are keeping you COVID free. Disney is not perfect in their efforts, but I must say, I think they are intentional. And in that spirit, I think they are probably one of the best models of how you can keep a business or operation going while making it safe for both your employees and your customers. Again, not perfect, but they are intentional at doing everything they can. And the overall effort is somewhat mind-boggling because there are so many things that they are doing. And I am sure that this list will get longer as I visit the other two parks as well, but it will certainly give you a great idea as to how extensive the efforts Disney has made in order to make certain that you have the safest experience possible while you are in their parks. Now, in, uh, by the way, I should mention to you that in alignment with this podcast, be sure to check out the Disney at Play notes page that we have because we've listed all of these out. I don't want to just read the list to you. I'll go through several themes and subjects and highlight, but I do want to let you know that um, that there is a total list and that you could see it. And with it, we have added tons of photos to show you what this looks like as it plays out in the parks. So without further ado, let's talk about probably the biggest aspect of the park experience, and that is the arrival and how we actually get you into the park. Let me say that the first thing Disney has done is that they have dramatically lowered their numbers. I say that because you can go through parts of the park at any time during the day and find literally in a wide expansive area, two or three people. I don't, now Disney said they're not going to open a park unless uh, they can at least cover their costs. So I'm assuming that is happening as we speak right now. In truth, I think they could double their numbers with a few more cast members and with a few things open like the People Mover, which wasn't open the other day, some opportunities like that. I think they could easily increase the number of people coming through the parks. Um, and frankly, I appreciate that because as an annual pass holder, Right now, I'm kind of blocked out from, any, from making reservations on any future days until August, and I think that's, that's not right, um, especially for anyone who's wanting to come to the park. I think there could be more people 
um, allotted in. Now, with that said and done, they have contained the number of people. Additionally, they have messaged and re-messaged in paper, online, by video, via blogs, via social media, know before you go. They have set the expectations up front. It is very difficult to plan a Disney vacation and not know what is going to be expected, what the park is going to do, and what they expect of you. On the day you get there, um, they are doing everything to make sure that they move that traffic in an orderly way so it doesn't bunch up. I mean, you can think of times where you've maybe parked in the parking lot and then there's this mob of people trying to get on the trams. Well, here they are carefully spacing out the cars. So when you're getting out of your car, there aren't people right next to you getting out, that there's space out there in the parking lot. They may come back in and fill that space after those first parties have come, but, but they have um, widened that. They have chosen not to use trams, which sounds like a budget cutting thing, but at the same time, that whole premium pay extra and get a free water bottle and park at the front of the park, that program has gone completely away, at least for the time being. So it, this isn't about Disney being cheap about things. It's just they're saying, look, if we're, if we're expecting the guests to walk up to the front of the park because we don't think we ought to use um, a contagious environment, such a, a potentially contagious environment such as Trampton, by all means, we need to make sure they get up as far up as, as close as possible. Can't believe if you didn't have a mask, but if you don't have one, no worry, because guess what? One of the tents up front has a vending machine, vending machine to sell you a mask before you enter the park. Of course, the fever checks, you've heard about that. Um, they've done this kind of thing with security. What they're trying to do is minimize the handling of security on your belongings. Even though they're wearing gloves, they wanna minimize that activity. And today it was interesting because at Disney's Animal Kingdom, the new security scanners that people had spotted over at Disney's, uh, Disney Springs is now at Disney Animal Kingdom. At least it was in certain parts of that check-in experience. And if that goes through correctly, that will move guests through quickly. It will it'll allow the cast members to see exactly what you have on you. And it will even do a fever check if you buy that version. So this is, this is just really huge, all that um, is possible with this technology. Um, then you get into, let's take transportation. You know, you, before it's been monorails and um, Staten Island ferries. Well, they've said, you know what, we need to add buses because we're not going to be able to put as many people on all these things and we don't want to build out a long line in any given location um, and so um, they've added a whole bunch of buses at TTC to get you to Magic Kingdom they separate you out into groups while you're waiting for the bus and then they separate you as a group once you are on the bus <coughs> all of this is going through as um, as you board the bus at the monorails, you know, they kind of have these wide queues going up, especially as you depart the monorail going back to TTC. They've blocked out the center section and divided you um, with separated spacing all the way up. We'll show you a picture of that on the on the news on the monorails. By the way, they are partitioned 
Um, you know how you go into a, a particular train and there are two sections, kind of two cabs. And, and so those sitting in the middle, back to back, they've put a partition there so as to separate you a little further away. And again, just all these things are being added. Then you get to the park, the whole finger uh, identification sensor. You put your finger on there. That's been removed. Um, there are signs. There are periodic announcements. And by the way, we used to, there used to be a rule at Disney. I mean, if you heard somebody being paged at Disney, let me just tell you, that was probably sign that something had gone um, terribly, terribly, terribly wrong with that individual. They never page. Now, every 20 minutes or so, I would say, a gentle announcement comes over the um, intercom reminding people of social norms or expectations of wearing masks and so forth. And of course, the masks. The mask is a requirement. And not only are they a requirement for the guests, they're a requirement for the cast members. And for the cast members, they have to wear face shields as well if they are in a guest interactive area. And then we have our cast members who wear yellow shirts to stand out bright and there are cheerleaders for getting people to do the right thing. I will tell you in two days of being in the park, and I was 12 hours at Magic Kingdom. I was six hours today at Disney's Animal Kingdom. I saw one instance of somebody who had taken off their mask during Big Thunder Mountain and then put it on as they were, as they were leaving um, that, uh, that area. Other than that, I have seen near 100% compliance of the, the whole mass thing. So you can see in general and with all of this, just a whole lot of things before you've even gotten into the parks. Now let me tell you a little bit about attractions. All throughout the park, you see the slender, please wait here stickers that are separated at least six, but often eight or 10 feet apart um, to socially separate um, guests and or groups as they are going through the queue system. And they extended out in, I mean, for instance, Flight of Passage, which was a 10 minute wait today at Disney's Animal Kingdom. Their queue goes all the way down that bridge, all the way out to Africa. And I think back again, I believe the signs were on both sides of the bridge, if I'm correct. Um, both um yeah both sides again they're not even close to accommodating that but they're saying okay should we increase the number we can we have these guests stand in separated out um lines are staggered of course and 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 in a queue that is kind of um that snakes back and forth they'll take out the second queue, I mean, you'll still walk through it, but there won't be a wait here because there are wait here signs in the first and the third um, parts of that chain. So um, again, just a huge amount of effort to make sure that a guest is never standing proximate or close for any period of time next to another guest. Took the Astro Orbiter at at uh, Magic Kingdom, which was fun because I don't get to do that often enough. Let me, uh, just a party of one. There's a reason I, there was only one of me. I'll talk about that another day. But um, 
But there is a lift. There are two elevator lifts that take you up to that platform. Boarding that elevator, I was the only one in that lift. Only your intact party goes up an elevator. Separating that party is huge. The uh, forfeit key moments and attractions. So the stretching room in the Haunted Mansion has been forfeited. It is now just open wide. And again, with the lines, you know, every six to eight feet, please wait here, please wait here, please wait here. There are stanchions kind of leading you around as to where to go. In other places where you've got a lot of snaking back and forth and they need the space in every row, they will put up plastic cube barriers. Um, I'll show you a picture in the text notes of of what it looks like in the Seven Dwarfs Mine Ride, which is one of the, the most popular attractions. Therefore, they need all the queue they can get. And so they put up those plastic barriers. Speaking of this as such, um, there were a lot of interactive play elements with the Seven Dwarfs Mine Ride. Those have been removed completely. Um, or for the most part, the barrel still turned, but they didn't project on the ceiling. The water elements have been taken out, but the little tray where you'd move your finger and kind of move things, that's been removed. Um, interactive games been taken out. Um, um, the children's playground has uh, the laugh in place playground at Splash Mountain. Little areas like that where kids would play and big ones like the ones at Dinoland have been taken out. The shooting gallery has been removed. They don't want people and the guns have been removed. Show a picture of that. The games of chance at Dino Ram. And by the way, a lot of these are revenue generators. They, you know, they don't make a killing off the shooting gallery, but everything counts right now, especially as Disney's trying to get ahead of it. One of the most impressive things was getting on the carousel at the end of the day and seeing that the individual was signing you a row um, and there were nobody in front of you, nobody behind you. But there, every row was labeled one, two, three, four, and so forth. You've probably heard that there's no character meet and greets, but still characters are out there and kind of doing a distant character greeting. My favorite was the country bears up on top of the, the second floor porch above the country bear jamboree. There are no parades, but there are character cavalcades. And I've had... I've seen several of them at both Magic Kingdom and Disney's Animal Kingdom. We're probably going to put it together in a video at some point. Most theatrical shows, now the animatronic shows still carry on, but theatrical shows that require cast members to not wear a mask in order to provide the show and to be in close proximation of each other because of not, on, not just on stage but backstage areas, those have been canceled. They've been taken out of the mix. Water features. Uh, they've been taken out. You go into an animatronic theater like Hall of Presidents or Country Bear Jamboree and every other row is taken out. And then they tell you where not to sit. You can only sit in certain portions. So they stagger the seating so you are not uh, in front of others and so forth. It's I mean, just, an, just very clear as to make sure that you are not in social, I've never been so lonely in the last couple of days that I have in the parks. Um, um, no exhibit menus. So, you know, um, when you go to see the birds on the Maharaja Jungle Trek and they hand you a little paper that shows you to find all the different birds, that's gone. Instead, 
there's a display showing you all the birds and then you can also scan a QR code and that brings up a list of those birds on your mobile device. A Cayley River Rapids, you know how you shoot water guns at the guests on the rapids? Well, all the water elements were taken out of Cayley River Rapids. Uh, theater partitions in Tough to Be a Bug, they were separating out parties again, every other row, not even filled, but between guests, they were putting in uh, plastic partitions. Uh, 3D glasses, they were cleaning. The, well, they've always cleaned 3D glasses. You probably don't know this, but there is actually um, a big industrial dishwasher back behind a Journey into Imagination. It's got a conveyor belt and um, a cleansing machine that gently cleans all the glasses. That's been going on for years, ever since they've had 3D movies. But uh, but again, it's just one of those processes Disney has in play. And by the way, you don't pick up your own glasses anymore. The glasses are handed to you by a cast member who's wearing gloves. Um, partitions on ride vehicles. So on Kilimanjaro Safari, they actually board every row, but they put a plastic partition between rows. Fortunately, you're not looking for an on a ride, you're looking on left or right. And if you're the only party, you get the whole row uh, because, uh, well, allowing you to see fully. So all terrific. Um, ongoing cleaning of ride vehicles. Uh, there was no queue at Buzz Lightyear and I'm toward the front and, but it's not moving. So I inquired was to what was happening. They were going through a periodic um, uh, vehicle cleaning. Of all the of all the ride vehicles there, and by the way, um, let's just say you want a really nice ride photo as you go down Splash Mountain, or you're on Buzz Lightyear, and so you take off your mask. Well, the people I I don't know if you knew this, but you know to keep obscene photos. A long time ago, they established a team of people. They sit in offices um, where animation used to be at Disney's Hollywood Studios, and they actually check all of the photos in all Disney-owned parks uh, worldwide. But but if you do not have your mask on, they throw out the photo. So you need to wear your mask. They don't make a big deal. I'd never heard on Splash Mountain or someplace where they said, you know, put on your mask or something. But but they, they, don't, they, they don't encourage you taking a mask off. And in fact, um, they won't allow you to keep your online photo if you have. So those are some of the things in the attractions areas. With food and beverage, mobile ordering, heaven bless that system that it was in place before this occurred. That has been a huge blessing for making this work. Now it's different. What you have to do is you have to show that your order is ready to pick up before you and your party even go inside the restaurant. And then it will tell you which road to go to to actually pick it up. And for the most part, while there are plastic shields on some of the stands for paying for the meal right there and then, by and large, they were pretty well telling people you need to scan a uh, QR code that was on a sign in front of the thing and order your meal. They were asking you not to go in and, and pay um, directly there. Uh, reservation windows on mobile orders. This was done at Disneyland again to prevent a huge number of people because what I saw at Pecos Bills 
was a lot of people gathering waiting for their order. And so they're separating out the time that you get, you do your order. So not everybody's, you know, convalescing and coming together in one place at, you know, 1230, you know, for lunch. Um, check in online if you got a dining reservation. Uh, they invite you to check in online and then they'll let you know when your table's ready so you don't have to stand around other people waiting for it. When you sit down in that sit-down restaurant, they're going to hand you a, again a QR code where you can look on your mobile device as to the menu and order from there. You don't have to touch a paper menu. Buffets, of course, are closed. Uh, we show a picture of what that looks like at Crystal Palace, so check that out. Removal of open bar condiments, restaurant space being, this is an interesting thing. A lot of the closed restaurants, and the example I will give is Tusker House. Tusker House has been doing buffets, that's out. Some of those buffet places have been moved into family style serving. But in the process, these spaces are being used for cast members to take a break so that they can go indoors and be socially spaced from other employees and be able to take off their mask and relax. So just like you need a break, they need a break, and they've provided a whole bunch of additional spaces so that they're not on top of each other. So they're not just thinking about this on stage, they're thinking about this back of the house because if we don't fix the back of the house, it won't work on the front of the house. So retail, um, mobile reservations. So I guess with the Splash Mountain announcement that was gonna be tied to Princess and the Frog, Collectors have been going in droves over to the Briar Patch to um, to the gift shops at um, not the Briar Patch but to the gift shop at Splash Mountain. It's called Splash Mountain Photo or Splash Mountain Photo and Gifts uh, to buy out merchandise there. And so much activity has been going on that now they just like we did they did over at. Um, world of disney at disney springs they you they take your phone number and they call you back when space is available in the store for you to shop so you cannot have this mass grouping of people of course they're selling masks for sale and dis different disney character designs they invite you to enter a shop one way exit another signs all over saying help us protect the magic those are on near the retail to keep guests from just picking up and putting down. And it's been very effective. I'm surprised how many times I will do that in a shopping thing, but these signs have reminded me not to do that. So it's been really good. At point of sale, where they do do a lot of point of sale right there, uh, in those instances, they have a big plastic partition up, um, as well as the mask, as well as other means. And cashless payment, of course, encourage from the moment you reach the toll plaza, all the way through the experience that is done. Then um, there is no merchandise pickup or delivery. Bippity Boppity Boutique and Pirates League is closed. Um, and finally, the pin trading has been revisited. So it's not, everybody's not touching that pin. You set down a pin in a tray, that tray, that pin gets clean, goes through a cleaning process before it's put on the board. If you say what pin you want, cast member will use gloves to remove the pin and hand it to you. Everything is kept very sanit uh, sanitary in terms of pins. All this being done for, for retail. Now, finally, overall park cleanliness. 
Wow, this is so impressive. Um, it has, and what I, I, I say is, uh, for many years, it was a joke because at the Disney annual shareholder meeting, somebody during the Q&A would stand up invariably and say, you know, in Walt's day or in the old days, the restrooms are so clean, but now they're dirty and they're not well taken care of. Let me tell you, we've gone back to, back to the 70s in terms of bathroom cleanliness doors open so you don't touch the doors going in and out which is a thing in the queue uh, and the cruise line during evening hours all the main restrooms near restaurants and so forth are handled by cast crew members on the disney cruise ship so that you do not touch those items um, signage reminders everywhere ongoing cleanliness trash cans have been positioned open so that you don't have to you know, touch the trash can to empty it. Um, wash your hands as you go. And of course, relaxation areas have been identified in the parks so that uh, um, if you need that moment, take off a mask. Totally understand. You can also do that in a food and beverage location. But, it's, but if you don't have any food and beverage, there are places around the park where you can just socially distance yourself, but take off a mask. Uh, over 65 things I've listed in this list. Photos as well when you go review the notes page at disneyatplay.com. But let me just tell you, again, um, I, I have to say I trust a day at Disney more than about 15 minutes at your average Walmart. They are intentional about creating a safe and clean environment. And I dare say that perhaps they are the Epcot. They are the model of what private enterprise or public or nonprofit enterprise ought to do in order to create a great guest experience, create a safe environment, keep the economy going. Whether or not, you know, however you believe about this virus, know that you can do business and you could do it in a smart way. And this is an organization that is all about going and immersing yourself in an environment. And yet they have created an environment that is safe and, and still friendly and still welcoming. I, I, I got to tell you, it was just great to be back on Flight of Passage, which, again, they space out the, the order of the guests there. I, mean, I just keep thinking of things I've forgotten to mention here. But there's so many things going on, but all of it with the intent to create the safest park experience possible for guests. This does it for our uh, Disney at Play podcast. We've brought in a, we're going to have more videos on Disney's Animal Kingdom, so make sure you subscribe to J. Jeff Cobra on YouTube. We um, also are planning to focus this week on Disney's Hollywood Studios, and hopefully a little bit of Epcot is. We still have the what we love most about Disney's Hollywood Studios. And then I'll share my experience later this week as I am at um, Disney's Hollywood Studios on the first day it opens to the public. So plenty to see. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast and uh, to our, our websites as well so you're notified of when these um, podcasts come out. Share it with others. We appreciate your joining us. And in the words of Sinbad, 
always follow the compass of your heart. Have a great day. See you real soon.